1: Hi friends, in case you missed it, last summer we did a series of shorter episodes called Summer Solutions, where we tackled everything from pool snacks to slow cooker meals that are
0: perfect for hot summer days.
1: We know that this summer is probably even busier than last summer, and we also have some new listeners, so we're reheating a few of these episodes to help make your summer easier and tastier, too. We'll be sharing more about these episodes in our listeners community, so be sure to hop on over to didnijustfeedyoucom backslash community so that you can sign up for free and join us. Can't wait to see you there. I do think it's a matter of like looking at your lifestyle and even seeing if it's worth it, but I actually think it's a fun kitchen thing to do. I think for kids, there are fun lessons there to understand the seasonality of food, to understand that you can preserve food.
0: Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. This is Stacy and Megan with our last episode of the summer season. It's so funny
1: to me that you said Stacy and Megan, but you're Megan. <laughs> so I expected you to say this is Megan and Stacy, so I got okay, wait. Do okay, you want, no? should I do it again? I love it. I love you. All right, you guys. Can you tell we have the summer sillies? Next week, we are getting back to easy weeknight meals, school lunches, after school snacks,
0: and all of that, because we know that so many of you are headed back to school. Today, though, we're savoring the last bits of summer by talking about summer preserving. Before we get into it, though, a reminder that even more ideas, recipes, and product recommendations are in our Didn't I Just Feed You community. Anyone can join with just an email. Just saying. This summer, we changed up our
1: community membership options, you guys. Have you noticed? Did you look? We offer more choices at more affordable prices, and we'd love to have all of you who are able join us as supporting members too. We've got some new member benefits, including access to Did I Just Feed You recipes. And guys, we add a recipe a week to the archive. And those two bonus episodes every single month. To learn more, go to I you.com backslash community.
0: Okay, Stacey, let's talk about what we mean when we say summer preserving first, because I don't think this is like A canning episode, right? It's like easy summer preserving. (laughs) Yes.
1: I feel like canning is actually not that hard, but it is time consuming. And I feel like, in my experience, I haven't done it a whole lot, but to make it feel really worth it, I know that there are people who do small batch canning. And actually, that is pretty easy. But I like, if I'm going to can, I'm like, let me do it. Let me get crates of tomatoes (laughs) or, you know, make a ton of jam and preserve it so that I have a whole bunch in my pantry and then it becomes a bit of a production. Yes. Yes. Right. So we'll just talk about how to preserve summer goodness without that whole big production. Although I will say that I did pull a link that I really love. One of my favorite sites that deals with preserving is called food in jars. It's been around forever and Marissa has several cookbooks that I love that I have, but she has a canning one oh one archive where she literally lists all the posts she's written over the years. Like what about pectin? And then there'll be a whole bunch of posts. So it's, it's the whole thing. So if you do want to can, I think that's a great place to start and we'll help you jumpstart with that. But
0: yes we won't talk
1: about the process
0: today right i want to just before we move on from canning which we're not discussing today <laughs> <laughs> we're so
1: we're not discussing this thing that we're, we're discussing, discussing
0: for the next five minutes <laughs> i love norris's books and she does have a book called small batch canning and they have i think she has two books on specifically on food in jars and I think they're the kind of books because they've been out for a while. You could very easily borrow them yeah. from your library too, if you. Think, four books! Oh my god, yeah. are they all canning? I don't know why. I yeah, she I had think some one is like food. food
1: in jar kitchen.
0: Yeah, so it's recipes, recipes using
1: the stuff that she cans and jars. But yes, I
0: love her. I love her as well. But the thing I think is interesting about canning that I don't think a lot of enough people talk about is like if you can stuff. You also have to have cupboard storage, yes. pantry storage, temperature-controlled storage to store all of that. Yeah, totally. So it's a nice ideal, but it doesn't work for everyone, including someone like you who you live in the city Correct. and you don't necessarily have this larder that you can load up with all your pickles and peaches and whatnot. Correct.
1: I also think it's a lifestyle thing. You know, for me, as someone who's a recipe developer, Someone who has access to a whole lot of foods, which the whole idea of canning is so that you take what you've harvested and you have food for the winter because food is more scarce. You know, I have found sometimes that when I have canned things, then I have to store them somewhere out of my kitchen because my kitchen's too small. Then I forget about it. Then I don't use it. You know, it's just like, I do think it's a matter of like looking at your lifestyle and even seeing if it's worth it. But I actually think it's a fun kitchen thing to do. I think for kids, there are fun lessons there to understand the seasonality of food, to understand that you can preserve food, to talk about how, you know, you might even want to pull some kids books about canning or I don't know. I just feel like when I was young and I was really into Little House on the Prairie, Like if my mom had canned with me, I would have been really excited. Like that would have been like a fun way to spend an afternoon with her. So I don't know. I feel like it might be worth it to do once as an experience, especially if you have kids who are kind of interested and willing.
0: Fair. I'm glad you expounded on that because initially when you're like, maybe get some of the kids involved, get the kids book. I was like, oh my God, no." no. That's hilarious.
1: I actually feel like Oliver would be into the idea for a minute.
0: Yeah, I would make pickles with Ella because Ella loves pickles. Yeah. So she'd be super excited. And that's like, seems safer than like jam, which hot sugar can be very dangerous, splattery, hurtful. I'm not trying to discourage anyone from doing it, but I definitely get the urge at least once a summer to can yeah stuff, right? pickle stuff yeah
1: okay Which, so how do we scratch that itch without a whole canning process
0: is there a way i got ex- i got excited about pickles because pickles can be canned right like you can make a pickle brine put your vegetables in it and then can those pickles to preserve them long term but also if you just have like some cherry tomatoes from the garden that are sitting around and you're or like, maybe they're even starting to get shriveled and you're like, shoot, I'm not going to get to these. Pickle them. Yes. And then they can be fresh pickles that live in your refrigerator and they stay longer in there than they would fresh. What other vegetables do you pickle in the summer? Is
1: that like three months, two, three months quick pickles is my rule of thumb. What's yours? Yeah,
0: I think that the food pre- preservation system people of the world would say a month for fresh pickles that you're like not canning, even if they're in your fridge. But that's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, to like if they've been in there for longer and they don't have any visible mold, they don't smell off, they're generally safe to eat. Yeah,
1: I've definitely seen two months as a rule. Like, I don't think it's unsafe, but that would be before you open it. Yes. So it's different once you open them then it's like a regular jar of pickles. You talked about jam feeling a little bit more dangerous if you have little ones. I like freezer jam too. And then you don't like, there's no cooking jams where you're just chopping or slightly crushing raw fruit and combining with sugar and pectin. And then you can put that in a jar again for a shorter amount of time because if you're not going through the whole canning process where you're vacuum sealing the jar... It's not technically canned, but it will keep for a longer time or you can freeze a no cook jam, which I love yes. too.
0: Okay, real quick. no cook jams can include what? Like chia seed jams, like whether you're doing raspberries and strawberries and a little bit of chia seed t- to thicken them. But how else do you make no cook jams? Just sugar and lemon juice? And pectin. Maceration? And pectin. And pectin. Yeah. Okay. Just a little bit of pectin. Also, this is reminding me that A couple of summers ago, Ella discovered a recipe for microwave jam, which is like the same idea as these sort of like low cook, no cook jams. So it's just sugar and lemon juice that you cook in the microwave in like a large bowl until it sort of cooks down. And then it does have like a week long shelf life in the fridge. Like you want to use it up pretty quickly. But that was fun for her and fun for us and would be a great way to use up berries. Yeah, for
1: sure. And like yes. a freezer jam that just has a little pectin and sugar and fruit, like that's crushing. If you have a kid who's just starting to chop or maybe a tween who you feel comfortable chopping, chopping's really fun. Get out that like aggression. <laughs> <laughs> Smash it up. You can even give them a, a mortar and pestle to do yes. it, which would be really fun. So can we take a step back? So we, I know we have to also get back to pickles. We didn't talk to them um about them enough, and you asked me what else I pickle besides cucumbers. But can we just take a step back really quick and talk about some categories of preserving? Yes. And then get into some specifics. So I'm thinking quick pickles as a category, freezer jams or jams of all kind, because you can always just make jam however you want to make it, whether it's in the microwave properly, the freezer jam that I just was talking through, or no cook jam. And then you can put that in the freezer to store it. Yeah.
0: Then there's. Wait, just... Can we just say freezer yes. overall?
1: Right. Oh. That's exactly where I was going to go next. Like freezer. Then, okay. So the categories are a little funky. They're not like very consistent because syrups I'm thinking of as a category, which is different than freezer, but making syrups that you then can store in the fridge without Canning them also mm-hmm. for like a couple of months. That's a really great way too, right? Yep. Butters, compound butters.
0: I'm co signing it. Co signing. What butters. else? That's what
1: I got. Would you have the any additional? The other
0: thing, which I won't have like a ton, there's not a ton of things, yeah. especially if you don't have a dehydrator, but I think drying is an interesting preserving technique that's not canning that we should talk about too.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. So, you asked me what else I pickle besides cucumbers. And yes. I want to talk about that really quickly, even though we talked about the method, which is the main point here. But-
0: Wait, there's... did we talk about the method? Like what is in a pickle, brine? Is that helpful to know? Sure. To yeah. yeah.
1: So the basic of a brine is water, vinegar, salt, sugar, and that can be it. But then if you want to flavor it up, you can add a bay leaf. You can add whole peppercorns. You can add a whole, I was thinking cardamom pod, but that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking
0: of, it's like, like a all peppercorn, allspice berries. All berries. What's the other I one? Mean, almost any kind of dried, yes. uh, I almost said dried fruit. I guess we would add dried fruit to
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've actually pickled quick pickled golden raisins, which are yeah. dried fruit, and they're oh, delicious. Okay, but that's not summer specific.
0: Yes, but. Any kind of dried spice, fresh herbs, garlic. Garlic. Onions. Yes. Those all can be added to brines to flavor them.
1: And can I tell you that pickled garlic is one of my, oh, even little like hot peppers too. Yes. You want to make something spicy. But pickled garlic is one of my favorite secret power ingredients. How have we never talked about it before? I don't know, but I'm obsessed with it. because especially in the summer for really great like peak season vegetables. One of my favorites is um, those little fairy tale eggplants, Mm -hmm. just cutting them in half and searing them on both sides. And then adding a little fish sauce, a little sliced pickled garlic, and then a little bit of the brine. And it's so good. It's like you get that basic garlic flavor profile, but then with a little something extra. So I love having quick pickled garlic around. I think it's great.
0: I do feel like pickling makes garlic a little less pungent yeah. too, which is really nice. Like If you have sensitive kids who are sensitive to garlic or you have a sensitive belly, can be a, a nice way to eat it. And like you said, it makes garlic flavorful with minimal cooking yeah. too. So I would even put it in a salad fresh, like corn and a bunch of herbs right now would be so good. Totally.
1: So I pickle garlic, I pickle cucumbers, I pickle radishes, I've pickled carrots. I've pickled celery watermelon rinds. Oh
0: yes. Yeah, which people find weird that you would, but it because you peel off the green part. Yeah. It's really just this like crunchy pickle. It almost it has no watermelon flavor to it really. It's just a nice vehicle for the pickle flavor.
1: So is it like oh daikon has a strong flavor? Yeah. yeah. Jicama. Is it something like that where it's just yeah, like a blank, crunchy? Yes. yes. Right. Okay. With all the I love that. I've never
0: pickled jicama. It makes me wonder if I, I know. can and should, but that's not summer specific either. Yeah. You said carrots um, and cherry tomatoes. Corn is another thing that you can Delicious. do with a pickle and then like turn into a salsa or add to salads and yeah. it's so yummy. Peaches in yes. the South you see pickled peaches a lot and they're very delicious. They're definitely more on the savory than the sweet side.
1: Great with like grilled pork
0: yummy. Yes. I've also
1: I pickled blueberries once. It was Ooh. interesting.
0: I feel like when you say it was interesting. <laughs> I'm not I feel like just you just, do it, oh, that but I didn't do it again. That was the review. Like it was interesting. We all know that means you won't
1: but it was fun. And I guess like I share that to say, it's a really quick, easy process. And if you have an extra pint of some fruit that's about to turn, you could just take, you know, 15 minutes and pickle it and see what happens. Especially if your kid likes pickle flavor, which it's funny, a lot of little kids do. It's that like puckery thing. It's like the way little kids like to suck on lemon sometimes. Yeah. So if you're having a hard time getting them to eat some food, some produce, maybe try pickling it and just see what happens. It just gives them a new experience and it kind of an expansive view on how this food that they have an association with that they don't
0: like can be used. Kind of a fun experiment. It's really fun. I would not be a good Southerner? Did I even count as a Southerner? If I didn't say also pickled okra. Yeah. Pickled jalapenos. Pickled red onions. Those are not summer specific, but I am trying to think of like what is coming out of everyone's gardens. Yes, totally. Also, speaking of gardens, I'm going to throw this in the pickle category, even though it's kind of not, which is hot sauce. You can make your own hot sauce if you have prolific pepper plants and um, you don't know how to use them up. You can like sort of pickle them or ferment them at room temperature and then puree, puree them into hot sauce. So good.
1: Okay. So let's move on. Can we talk about summer herbs? Because that's yeah. another thing that's really easy. They're abundant right now. It's really easy to get too much. It goes bad quickly, but also so easy to preserve. So this is like low hanging fruit when it comes to summer preserving. And there are so many ways to preserve summer herbs. So my favorite is just to freeze them in oil. And then you have these oil cubes that you can just pop out and throw in the pan. And as it melts, you get the oil that you would start with normally and then some delicious fresh herbs in there. But you can also make pestos and all different kinds of pestos. Don't get just stuck in a basil pesto. But using that concept of pesto where you take a bunch of fresh herbs a nut. If you eat nuts, you can also use seeds like pepitas and grind it up, add oil, add some garlic if you want, or some other aromatics to give it some flavor. You can add cheese, but you really don't have to, you know, if you're vegan or you just don't want to add the cheese. So I think that's
0: great. We talked about compound butters at the top of the episode that's another way. I want to jump off your oil, freezing oil suggestion and say that if for whatever reason you like to add herbs, like maybe at the end of cooking, maybe you have a picky eater doing cubes where it's broth and the herbs is also a nice way to add herbs as a finisher to your dish too. When you say pesto, I think- I
1: like that as a combo. I just want to say, it's one thing if you're avoiding picky eaters. But I just want to give a general cooking tip that you and I always like to reinforce here, which is flavoring in layers. So if you don't need to avoid herbs, I think the broth is genius for when you do, because so many family home cooks have to. But adding the oil and herbs and then finishing with the ones with broth so that you have some cooked herb and some fresh herb flavor too. Now
0: you've got layers. Stacy, it's getting warmer and the weather has me so ready for a wardrobe update, but I want it to be for the long haul without spending a fortune. Quince is your place. It's not easy to get quality pieces that you
1: can count on to last without investing a ton of money. But at Quince, I've got a lineup of
0: timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem Your Welcome offer at Okay. You said pesto and I, I think this was implied, but like you make a big batch of pesto, whether it's basil or herb or whatever, and you probably use some fresh, but then you can also freeze that yes, too. totally, yes. Yes, yes, Okay. And then the one method that you didn't mention, and this might be the only contribution I have to drying as a preservation method, <laughs> if yeah. you don't have a dehydrator, which yeah. is you can dry herbs, many of them in the microwave. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You like paper towel wrap them and cook them on low power and it dries them out. So then you can have dried herbs without like hanging and letting them dry for a super long time. That's it. That's all the drying.
1: That's genius. I had no idea about that. And then there's also like we mentioned syrups. And I was thinking fruit, but then there's other infusions that you can do with herbs. Like you can infuse honey or vinegar or oil too. You don't have to freeze the herbs and oil. You could just infuse things. And then honey, oil, vinegar lasts a long time. So it's just a way of using them up. It's different than actually preserving the herb itself to use later, but it's making use of the abundance of summer herbs in a way. That's really like helps your cooking and gives it a little bit of boost all year long.
0: I think it still counts, and that also made me think: herb sugars and salts are really good, and I don't yes. think they get enough hype as like a preserving method. Yeah, right. Like if you if you season so, or add like a bunch of thyme to salt and let it dry out in there, and then sort of like crackle it in there, that still counts as preserving. Totally. And, um, keeps for a really long time. Like you could do it now and give it as gifts at the holidays. Love I'm that. Saying.
1: Those are kind of the big methods, but should we get specific about two like key summer vegetables? I'm thinking tomatoes and corn, but maybe you have other ideas.
0: I do want to talk through jams yeah. one more time. Like right. freezer jams one more time. Cause we kind of jumped around at the beginning okay. here. And I wanna make sure that we talk about The freezer jams in particular, because I think that if you are like, you are overwhelmed with a lot of fruit at this time of year and you don't have the time to can anything, you can do like big batches of freezer jam. When you make freezer jam, do you get like the specific freezer jam jars that are plastic and they're like a little bit easier to use in the freezer or do you use regular jars Do you ever freeze your jam in like zip top bags, flat style? Zip top bags all the way. Yes. Yes. And like you're freezing them flat so you can file them or stack them on top of each other. Stack them. Okay. I love it. How about you? In theory, I really like the plastic containers that you can buy that are specific for freezing jam. Like Ball makes one. But usually if I'm making freezer jam, I'm like, oh, I have to use up these strawberries. And so I'm not that prepared So I will just do smaller jars, or you could use a product like a super cube, like a silicone mold and do small batches of the jam that way.
1: Super cubes would be awesome for that. I agree. Yes. They'd be awesome for a lot of the things that we talked about too, like the freezing herbs and broth and olive oil, anything that you want to preserve in a cube, some tomato solutions that we're going to mention. So that's genius. I'm really glad that you brought them up.
0: I feel like we didn't also discuss the the fact that in the... We talked about freezing herbs. We talked about freezing jam. But like so many summer produce can be frozen. Like that's my go-to summer... Me too. ...preservation. You can throw tomatoes, whole tomatoes yeah. in the freezer. Yeah,
1: cherries. I'll pit a whole bunch of sour cherries because I love sour cherries. I'll pit a whole bunch... Something Oliver used to love to do when he was little. So get those like super active kids who just want to like punch through things, and <laughs> do something like that and get them in the kitchen and then just pop them in a Ziploc bag and lay them flat and freeze them whole. It's the best. It's the best. And then you have them all year round. So berries, peaches that are halved, that are quartered, that are cut into smaller pieces. Corn corn cut off
0: the zucchini cup. yes yes
1: and you can freeze okay so i wanted to talk about stir fry freezer packs too because you can this gets into a little bit of prep work too but that's okay like if you're taking the time anyway so you can store you know just your summer corn your summer zucchini just to have on hand for later and you don't know how you're going to use it But you can also do little like mixes and then have them ready to go to throw into a stir fry really easily. It'll save you down the line instead of having to go in and like open the zucchini and break out some and then open the corn and break out some. That's a really great tip actually I hadn't thought of.
0: Okay. So we're going to talk through corn and tomatoes now. Well, corn, it was just cutting it off
1: the cob and freezing it. (laughs) I think that's something that people maybe don't often think about. So that was all I and we kind of covered it. Do you have another? How do you freeze? Well, we talked about pickle, like pickling yes. it,
0: which I also love. I'm like, can you make corn jam? Can you make creamed corn and freeze it? Like, I think there's something here that we're saying without saying it, which is sometimes preserving is just like cooking the food, the fresh produce that you have, so that you can eat it like in three or four days instead of having to eat it tonight.
1: Yeah, that comes up for me a lot with tomatoes. Does it? Yeah, because I do like like freezing whole tomatoes, but I actually don't do that so often. Me what either. I'm more likely to do is make a very simple tomato sauce or cook it down or throw them in the slow cooker and make something like a tomato paste or ketchup. Slow cooker mm-hmm. ketchup you can make. So with tomatoes I'm often cooking it so that it has some Basic form that I can
0: use in my cooking down the line. Yes. So that's that's it. That's the thesis of this whole episode. That's it.
1: Like, but I do. (laughs) I'm going to add to tomatoes too. Okay. Do you think that there's also oven drying them or slow roasting them?
0: Yes.
1: Right, and then you can freeze that, or you can store in olive oil. Like just cover them in olive oil, and that's great. Those are so good. So good. So good. And it's really different than just like enjoying a summer tomato, but to have a summer slow roasted olive oil soaked tomato in your fridge for fall when it starts to get chilly, you can just dice it and throw it into a salad or with a pasta is so good. It feels like such a treat. Yes. Love it. Tomato jam. We talked about jam a lot. You can just do crushed tomatoes and then freeze those if you don't want to can it and then you have instead of buying tons of cans of crushed tomatoes which i buy like throughout the year all the time, all the time you could have your own peak season summer crushed tomatoes yeah so that's it that's it lots of ways to save the summer goodness that doesn't have to involve a whole canning process although <laughs> we did encourage you to try canning if you have it i know
0: please come to the Listeners community and tear into us if you're like we really need can- we want to know about canning we're into yeah. it yeah maybe you're having a little house on the prairie moment season. you're having a house on the prairie moment so <laughs> Laura Engels
1: moment the one thing I do want to say since we're encouraging it and we're kind of encouraging it lightly like try it once or do it once a year. It actually costs money to can because you have to invest in proper jars, tongs, so you don't hurt yourself special, like canning tongs. So, you know, I just want to put it out there that we're being flippant, but actually there are costs. So if, if that's like not in your budget or not how you
0: want to spend your money, yeah, we totally get it. You don't have to. Costs. And then it's labor. And also there is a safety component to canning and... Preserving in that way, where it's like, if done improperly, at best your food will go to waste. At worst, you'll make yourself and your family sick. <laughs> and on that note,
1: <laughs>
0: amazing. Make us out of here. That's
1: just. You know what? Let's kick it to our community <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I think we ran our course on this one. We hope that you guys have joined us there. If not, join us for free at didn't I just feed backslash community. Or if you want those bonus
0: episodes, if you want those recipes, join our supporting community. Follow us on Instagram where we are at didn't I just feed you? Keep in touch by signing up for our newsletter. Our regular, lengthy episodes are coming back next week so now's a great time to subscribe to didn't i just feed you wherever you get your podcasts a huge thank you to our editors samantha gatsik i'm megan and i'm stacy stay safe and well fed until next week
1: be sure to subscribe to didn't i just feed you wherever you're listening and don't forget to rate and review